Hello and welcome to GMI, the Guitar and Music Institute. My name is Jed Brocky, and this podcast is about all things guitar. If this is your first time listening to the GMI podcast, then check out all our back podcast episodes. We've got a huge range of all sorts of people from all walks of life and from all parts of the world. And today I'm delighted to say I've got a real titan of the guitar Luther scene, Claudio Pigelli, who's going to be talking all about his guitar making, the history of Pigelli guitars, his work with his wife Claudia and how that actually works together in the creation of these beautiful instruments. If you're listening to this on iTunes or any other download site, I'd encourage you to come over to the GMI Guitar Music Institute website, which is at www.guitarandmusicinstitute.com. There's a range of videos and links to Pugeli guitars. Once you've seen these instruments, you're going to love them, and you're going to want one, so you have been warned. With all that being said, enjoy the interview podcast with Claudio Pugeli. Claudio, it's fantastic to actually be talking with you. Can't believe it. A bit of a dream for me. I've uh, really been a huge admirer of your work and your wife Claudia's work uh, in terms of your guitar building. Great to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Thanks. We're going to go into all the, the details about your beautiful designs and great artistry in terms of your guitar building. But... Before that, I just wanted to get your thoughts on some reports in the internet and on the newspapers over the last few months about the impending death of the guitar and also about Gibson's financial problems. Do you think there is a downturn in people's interest in guitars? Yes, I guess so. At the moment, I think the big problem is it's it's always a these are so waves, you know. It's a, 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 a sometimes it's it's more a guitarist fashion than it's the acoustic guitar fashion or electric guitar than it's a keyboard fashion or sequencer stuff. At the moment, uh, yes, I think it's less the guitar that also can change. It always depending on on. Uh, on heroes, what is going on, you know, or if some big industry guys like or Walt Disney is investing money into, let's say, like like this new movie that was just is, is uh, this oh, how is it called from this young Mexican boy who is uh, dreaming that he will be a guitar player. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, well, I, I know you're looking for me to help you here, but I know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've not okay. even heard of this movie. <laughs> ah, really? Uh, yes, it's it's a movie about a young guy, uh, about a child who wants to be a guitar player, you know. And, and it's a very, very nice movie, very nice made. Also, it's a, a, a drawing, how do you say, car, cartoon? Yes, cartoon, but, yeah, animation, yeah. yeah. Yeah, animation, and, and it's huge now. And and it just raised the sales of acoustic guitars, for example, you know. So, But uh, to come back to the question, yes, I guess it's less... Uh, it's not so fashion at the moment to play guitar. Without being too nosy, have you seen a responding dip in your own sales due to this worldwide lack of interest in guitar, or do you feel that that's not something that 
could affect Pajeli? I think it, it doesn't affect us so much because we are not in the competition. Our guitars are high-priced guitars. Uh, we, yeah, it's, it's logical because we build them. We may, we, we may make six to seven guitars in a year, all one after the other by hand, and in Switzerland, the most expensive county. So, so at the high-end market, I think, you, of course, you feel it too, but it's not so dramatical. Yes. Making guitars, is there more pressure now in terms of being uh, environmentally responsible? The woods you can and can't use, is that becoming more difficult or is there new solutions as we go forward? There is more pressure. It's getting more difficult to get some nice woods, you know, uh, tropical woods. And it's also a pressure that that each builder or at least we are putting on ourselves because we would love to use other stuff too. So I'm always open to new materials and we always try new materials. Of course, we, we, we have enough European stuff like the maple and and, uh, and spruce and all that, that stuff that grows in our area, a beautiful one. But so this real tent stuff, hardwood, it's hard to get here, you know. There is some artificial stuff. There are different ways now they are trying to achieve that. And we tried them all, and it works also for fingerboards, for example, also. But on the other hand, we also have to say that what we use, you know, especially we Pajelis, with, with that less, that small output we have, you know, I, I may use in my whole life what the guitar company is using in two hours, you know. Wow. So that's not the big one, but it, it's good to, to do research on, on other materials, yes. I was I was interviewing Gianluca Laboria of GLB Sounds in Italy. Great. Yeah, what a great guy and what an amazing products. And he was talking about how uh, how difficult it is for him to get really good woods. And that he, in fact, when he started up, he actually got some wood that had been forgotten about at the back of a warehouse in Poland. <laughs> yes, that's uh, you know, since we are now close to forty years in the business, I know. A lot of wood, wood, the wood guys who sell wood, you know. So I'm always, I don't have difficulties to find old wood. And also, if you go around in our area to some uh, just uh, normal carpenters, you, you still find some wood. But you need the connections, and, and you need to invest money. You know that that's true. All the guys know now what what it's worth. The first time I ever came across your guitars, I just fell in love with them. They're, they're in, incredible in their conception, their sound, their, their look. As I understand it, it is your wife, Claudia, so you're Claudio and she's Claudia. Yeah. It's your, am I right in saying that it's Claudia that designs the guitars and you build them? Yeah, that, that's correct. You know, this is, that's how we, we explain it. But of course, I'm also involved in the design process and she's also involved in building. But the bigger part is on her side, on the design, and, and I'm more in the dust, yes. Claudio, does Claudia ever refer, or is she a lover, of Salvador Dali? I should ask her. <laughs> I think I think she likes things of him, you know, as, as everyone, I guess, but it's, it's not that she's a fan of it, you know. I, I don't know why, but in some way... The, um... 
I know it's not a true Pigelli. I have an Eastman Pigelli. I, I just love that melded, almost melted look of it. it it's just uh, wonderful, and it just reminded me of uh, Dali. Okay. Yeah, we we hear different. You can see different things in it. We hear a lot of, uh, for example, Picasso and stuff like this. You know. Yes, I can see that. But uh, that's also why because we are uh, trying to to break the rules, you know, and, and to think out of the box somehow. And and maybe these guys did that too in that time. What what we love is African native culture and art you know and and all these guys in the 20s so they were also influenced by the africans you know ah. and so that's that's the connection maybe tell me more about that that's very 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 interesting yeah also this this stuff you know i i, I said now before african art but if if you go in our place to the mountains there is a and you go backwards a few hundred years or you know there is very similar kind of uh, art, very roughly primitive made, and and that's what we we like. We like this this rough approach. Of course, at the end we we don't build the guitar like that. Uh, it's it's very fine made, but we like the impression of this uh, rough umsetzung. Uh, How would we say that? You know, interpretation. Wherever it's coming from, it, it is fascinating, and it's great to have an insight like that. Now, you started building guitars in the 1970s. I started, uh, you know, my first guitar, I guess I made with 12. 12? But, you know, if you look at this, it's not a guitar. You know, it's uh, it was, uh, that's my, my first try. And I, I wanted to, to learn that profession, and that was not possible. So the only thing that uh, that uh, was possible to learn that, that at least is an instrument was making pianos. So I learned, uh, I'm a trained piano builder and tuner. And that, in that place where I learned that profession, there was also a guitar repair shop included. So I started beside of my apprenticeship. I started also to, to do some repairs. And after these four years, when I finished my, uh, this apprenticeship, I went to a guitar repair guy, also a guitar maker for a year. And then after that year, I, I started my own business in 79, I guess. It's funny how quickly time passes. Uh, I was still at school, believe it or not, in 79. How much difference would we be able, if we looked at some of those early guitars, would we still be able to see that it was your guitars, or has Claudia's influence dramatically changed the the look of your guitars? Uh, yes, it, it changed into good, of course. Also, when I look too much, to some older guitars, you know, when I started, uh, you know, you, know you, you, you start with a Strat type of guitars or something like this. But my very, very first guitar, who, who I would say that's, that's a really playable guitar, was all, already looking completely different. As it was more, yeah, it was a own, own shape. It, it has already pickups mounted from the rear, from behind. It, it had a built-in equalizer, eight-band eight equalizer, so already. But then 
but of course, since since Claudia is with me because she has a yeah, she's just much better in in drawing. I can we can go along very well. You know, sometimes I have an idea, and then I tell her uh, I have this vision, and then she draws it hundred times better than I ever would do. Uh, that's and how does that work? Do, I mean, do you have to say to her, "No, I don't want that. I want this," or or does she? Or do you let her go with it? It's 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 different, you know. Since we are making a lot of costume guitars, you know, and and, and everyone is different, and because it's depending on the wishes of the customer, so there are different points to start. Let's say if we make something for us, we just fool around, or I may have an idea for something, or or yeah, I just wanted to tell the newest guitar, but actually I should not tell it. <laughs> but an example, well, how can I give you an example? Yeah, it's, it's it's always different. If a client is coming, you know, we we, and he has no idea. He just wants a guitar. So so we have like a questionnaire of fifty questions. You now where we ask about uh, what movie do you like, or, or what cars do you like, or are you more a, are you a, a guy who likes to discuss, or are you more a quiet one, or are you into gold? Are you into silver? Are, uh, do you like more water? Do you like more the air or whatever, you know? Just a lot, a lot, a lot of questions to to have a picture of that guy. And so we start to draw. If someone says he's more a harmonic guy and all that, we would not start to make a very edgy or how would you say a square type guitar, you know? It would be more round, uh, harmonic. So it's always different. But sometimes there are guys and they have, seen something from us guitars we made not for clients just we made for ourselves and then they say oh i would like to do something with based on that shape and other people they have an absolutely clear vision of what they want and then we try to combine the idea of the client with with what we do what we love would love to do we don't make guitars or designs that we don't like by ourselves, you know. So if someone comes and says he wants a strat, we don't do it. So you're you're not only building guitars, Claudio. You're you're social profiling as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We have where, where where some people ask if we are from from the Scientological guys, you know, from these guys because of the questions, but. Right, we've done the 50 questions, and we realize you're a psychopath, so we won't be building you a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, what, uh, what I'm interested in is how do you transfer from a picture, a drawing, how do you then transfer that into the dimensions you need? Does, do you go through CAD software? Do you, do you scan? No. No, we, we don't work three-dimensional. And the reason is, you know, you see now drawings on, on the internet where, where 3D uh, drawings that are already so planned to the detail, then there is no more room for, for uh, improvising and also for interpretation. <laughs> Let's say, you know, we, we do, as normally we start the drawing by hand. This is Claudia. She's doing it by hand like this. We have the flow, the, the natural flow, you know, of, of someone who is able to 
to make drawings. And how many drawings will she make for you for, say, one one guitar? Uh, it depends. Uh, normally, when we check, let, let's let's take a customer for an example. If we if we check uh, this this guy, and uh, we think more or less we checked him uh, uh, what he would like, we will make about four, five, six different designs who still are quite extreme from left to right. And then the, then he will choose one of them. So we, we will refine, how yeah, would you say? Yeah, refine, yes. Yes, it, it, it's getting uh, more and more precisely to the direction he likes. And at the end, he will choose one design and on that one we will work on the details. So are these color drawings or is it just sketch in black and white? This is just black and white at the beginning. And the reason why we don't do it in 3D is, yes, it's it gives me also the, the freedom to improvise when I'm while I'm building. Because many times if you are making a guitar, you, you follow, your hand will do, likes to do something else. You know, it, it has not a flow. And that's, if you do it two-dimensional, this is still possible. And also the surprise for the customer is is bigger than when he, when you show him everything made in 3D, there is not a big difference when you see it in reality. For example, we made one for Billy Gibbons just a, a few months ago. And and there was a very it's a very strange uh, shape. And Claudia, she made like a scratch plate, or how we call it, yeah. Yeah. And and I, when I saw it, I have always seen it as hollow. So it was for me. I saw a guitar that is a frame, and because the scratch plate she designed for me was just hollow, I was seeing through the guitar. So it was a complete different thing, you know. And also Billy, he he saw this is a scratch plate, you know, but. He was very surprised when when it was hollow and, and and he loved that fact a lot. That that would be a great marketing ploy, Claudia. You could you could just always you know when you hand over the guitar, you should be filming the reaction of the customer as we they did. see it for the first time. Also with with him we did it. We have it because there was a friend of us with us, a photographer. And he took the, really, you know, because he makes a hundred pictures in a second with his camera. I don't know how much, you know. And when we opened the case, you, 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 the camera was on, on his face. And, and you really see how he, his mouse was just, ah, you know, it's, he, he couldn't believe it. The, the, these are, these are, must be wonderful moments for you both. You pour your yeah. heart and your soul into it. Is there any times when you build a guitar for somebody and they're not happy? Uh, no. <laughs> it's never happened, folks. No, I don't remember such a thing. It it was more that I wasn't happy at the beginning. I, I made some guitars, but more on the acoustical side. You know, electric guitar is no problem at all. But on the acoustic side, you know, it needs time to play the guitar and that it that it will open the sound. You can build a guitar that that sounds great right away, but then you are at the at the, at the very edge of building. It's it's all it's always difficult if you if you hand over such a guitar then to a client client who who don't 
really care about it, of humidity and all that stuff that he takes care. It's like if you have a, a Ferrari or a Lamborghini and you go out into the field, you know, you can't. If you have such a guitar, you have to take care. So I made some guitars that were maybe built on the stiffer side. And when you play them at the very first time, you, you are like a little bit disappointed that they are not sound so big as you imagine. But I had one guitar that I remember well. I, I It was a nice guitar and, and yeah, it was a good guitar. Then uh, I sold it to a, to a guy in the, in the US who, who was the, the most known guy who, who, who sold uh, these guitars then to clients in all over the world. You know, he was a, then he told me that this guitar is one of the best guitars he ever played. And then I was surprised because me, I wasn't so satisfied with it. Then I went to his place a few months later and tried that guitar and I was shocked how, how good the guitar was sounding. So, you know, they need time. I think it's no more possible for me to make a bad guitar because I, I have just too, know, too much knowledge at now, you know. It, yeah, I guess I'm not saying that you would make a bad guitar. I'm just, it's that whole thing about them seeing sketches, not seeing uh, the whole picture, and then being surprised that the the picture in their head, perhaps, regardless of how it sounds and plays, is not yeah. exactly what they expected. No, it's more the opposite. Most of the time, or, or always, it's the opposite, that they are even, they even are surprised more when they see in reality, they are shocked, you know, it's a, no, this never happened. You know, because when we do guitars for a client, they already are involved in the design process. You know, they, they choose the designs. And so we are very close to what these guys want then. You said earl earlier, Claudio, that it, you, you produce about six guitars a year. And you were out in Nam at the beginning of the year. What were you hoping to achieve out in Nam? Is it to keep brand awareness alive or... Was there other yeah, problems? yeah. You know, sometimes it's good that you that you show up on places like this, also where the industries. Because we, for us, it was it was a combination of making holidays. Because Claudia, she, normally I do that stuff all by myself, and this time she she came also. So we made a few days off. My cousin, who is a producer in LA, we we also visited him. You know, it's uh, many years I didn't saw him, and we met some clients also. This was, was enough reason to go. And then we formed this group of uh, Lucio Beyond Limits uh, with, uh, with a few other builders. And, and this was then also, and I, uh, yeah, to, uh, was uh, good to give a try. And the last thing is that we also work uh, with the industry designing uh, for, yes, like, for example, Eastman and then it's good, you know, to, to keep the contact. Well, I tell you what, I mean, I love my Eastman Pageli guitar, but, there's a, a but, the case is so ergonomically wrong. If the next time you see Eastman, tell them to fix the handle on that guitar, because it just doesn't work. Okay, I, I mean, you know, with Eastman, it's a special thing. You never know <laughs> what they're going to do, you know. Yeah. Case can come totally different the next time. I have seen things that is just unbelievable, you know. <laughs> well, if you saw my handle on my case, you would, would not believe it. 
Really? You, you just wouldn't. No one walks, wants to walk with a guitar uh, pointing down at 30 degrees, you know. <laughs> just, it's very difficult. In fact, what I need is a sling over my back. That's what I need for that case. Claudia, how long have you been building up all the tools as well? Obviously, there's the expertise, but to actually, I've seen inside some Luther's workshops, you've got millions of tools, haven't you? No, not too much. Ah. You know, yeah, no, no. I know other guys, they have about 30 chisels. Uh-huh. I have my 10, maybe, you know, oh. or okay, they have 40 or 50. You know. No, I'm, uh, but, you know, yeah, but, you know, if, if you do, yeah, for every step, you know, you have to do something and, and uh, after so many years, yes, you collect a lot of stuff, but nowadays you anyway you you can buy at stumac or wherever you can buy tools for everything and for every stupid uh, little thing you can make on the guitar you can buy a tool i do a lot by hand it's not it maybe it looks it looks uh big on the screen you know if uh, if you do a picture of the shop but would you ever consider offering people guitar building courses have you ever thought of doing that you know uh, i don't know Sometimes I'm, I really think, what can I show them? You know, now you can have a million of YouTube videos, tutorials, whatever, and uh, you can you can learn that there. And the other thing, what you can't learn, you know, to feel the wood and all that, this is a thing of experience and how can you learn, train someone, you know, in, in that direction. I don't know, anyway, if I have the nerves, that would be another. Would you always end up shooting your head off? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, since I'm getting older, you know, I get asked more and more in that direction if I should not pass over my knowledge. But on the other hand, you know, I'm, I don't know. if You don't want to give your secrets away, do you? No, no, there's nothing to do with that. There is no secret, you know. Yeah, no secrets. Okay, there maybe are some. Ah. Small. <laughs> no, I, I didn't find the right person, and uh, maybe I will think on that in in, a, in about five years or something like this. You know, when I'm maybe no more able, or I don't know. Basically, a Pageli guitar is designed mainly by your wife, but with your input, and yeah. you and you and you alone build that guitar. Is that correct? Yeah. That's correct. And if really in, in, in deep trouble, uh, that are under pressure or so, also Claudia comes sometimes in the shop uh, to send the guitar or whatever. Also, maybe sometimes my daughter, but this didn't happen so much. But yes, mainly it's like this, yeah. The future, what does that hold? Have you got some exciting plans that you can tell us or perhaps not? Not really. Also, I'm planning to do some special guitars. But it's not ready yet. To, also, we are working on, a, on an acoustic bass, for example, uh, who will be maybe total something different yes. that it exists until now. But this, uh, there are two, three ideas that you're never, nobody ever thought in that direction to make it like that. But if it works, we don't know. So, better, yeah, I, I can't tell you. Maybe it's, we will see. What is the hardest? guitar to build i would say since i made all guitars 
from electric to bases to classical to flat tops to arch tops. The most difficult thing is an arch top. To bring an arch top to, to sound, to make an arch top, it's not such a problem. It, it's, it, it needs skills, but to, to get a good sound of an arch top, that's a, that's a heavy thing. Yeah, I thought you would say that. Uh, it, it seems the most involved, and I've looked at uh, some of the, the, the your various images and all the bracing and everything. It, it looks quite involved. Yeah, but we did some instruments, you know, like the guitar we made out of stone with a stone top, stuff like this that are that are then much more, much heavier to make. But this is just, uh, in general, speaking in general, I guess our stops is the, you need the most skill. Well, Claudio, thank you very much for giving your time to speak to me today. And I really love just going onto your website and drooling over your beautiful, beautiful guitars. <laughs> Thanks. We have so much ideas. There will be a lot more to come, but it's also also a pressure of economic. You know, we we have if we make guitars for a client, maybe sometimes they are not so extreme guitars because we we like to make them the guitars that they want. You know, but. Uh, if we find time, there will be a few guitars in the next years that will be very, very nice ones, special ones. What you need is a payment plan. That's what you need to offer your customers, a pay-up plan. A payment plan, you know, if we talk financially-wise, we need, we would need maybe, an, uh, like in the olden days, you know, when, when you had these rich guys who, who, who supported the painters and all these, the artists, you know, Metzen, we call it, you know. <laughs> Don't worry, the way things are going in the world, I'm sure we're going back to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Claudio, thanks very much for taking part. So thank you very much, and uh, I hope uh, it's understandable. <laughs> it certainly was. Well, folks, that wraps up another podcast episode from me, Jed Brocky. As I said in the intro, if you're interested in any of the things that we talked about or want to know more about Claudio Pagelli or Pagelli Guitars, come over to www.guitarmusicinstitute.com to find out more about Claudio, to see videos and there's links and images and a whole lot more. In the next podcast, it's a real cracker. I've got someone who's worked at the highest echelons of the LA music scene and he's played with just about everyone so you'll want to tune into that one and that'll be coming out very shortly so from me, Jed Brocky, all the best until next time, bye for now